Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I just spent a weekend in the Andean Cloud Forest, and it was amazing. Now, look, I'll admit that I was wetter and colder (laughs) than I generally want to be. I prefer to be in warm climates. That's kind of what I do. I travel around the world kind of chasing the sun, chasing the warmth, and I love to be near the water. That being said, I had a great time detaching from all forms of civilization and sharing time with all the life in the jungle. You guys probably know from earlier podcast episodes that I love to camp when I'm in Portland. My family's in Portland. My mom lives in Portland. My brother lives in Portland. My brother's daughter, my niece lives in Portland. So I go to Portland every year in the summertime and I camp up there. I'm going to tell you that it is an entirely different experience being in the high altitude rainforest than being in the low altitude rainforest. When you're in the jungle, nature just kind of comes right up to you. You know, nature is not shy. I didn't see any big cats, but I did see a lot of birds, snakes, lizards, frogs, and insects of all kinds. And the plants were outrageous. The plants were so amazing, brothers. There's so much biodiversity in the cloud forest. I had a lot of fun. And you know what? I appreciate being able to share my experiences with you guys every week. I record these podcasts after the weekend. So I get to go out and have a lot of fun. And then I get to come out and tell you guys what I'm doing. Now I'm going to be in Ecuador for a few more weeks. I might be here for a few more months. I might be here for a few more days. I'm not really sure, but I will always keep you guys informed because I appreciate being able to share my life with you. Okay. Now today I'm going to lay the foundation for a pair of three-part episodes that will be following this episode. So really like this is the introduction for the next six episodes. The first three-part series is on the process of developing cognitive mastery, which is an overview of the 1.0 curriculum in the academy. And the second series is on the emerging awareness configurations of the human being, which ties into the third part of the 1.0 curriculum and begins the process of experimenting with the 2.0 curriculum. However, before we starting either of those three-part episodes, I want to offer you this introductory episode as a foundation and perhaps an explanation as to why things are the way they are for you and, it seems, the world, because there's a lot of confusion in the world. We're going through a transition in our mental awareness. We're moving, we're transitioning from a mental awareness to an emotional awareness, and that is creating a lot of this confusion. But I want you guys to know, I'm going to back it up, right? I'm going to take it all the way back. And I want you guys to know that conditioning isn't bad, right? It's not bad. I'm not here to make conditioning a bad thing. I'm not here to demonize the beta condition or conditioning in general. I'm not judging the outcome of your conditioning, my conditioning, other people's conditioning. I recognize that in a very binary way, if one thing is considered good, which would be living through your your alpha state, right? I've always talked about the alpha state. If that's considered good, then the other must be bad, right? That's the contrast. That's the contrast of human experience that we live in. 
So if living through your alpha state is good, then by definition or by contrast, we would say living as a conditioned beta would be bad. And I'm not saying that. And I understand that if, if you only listen to the podcasts without taking this information further by doing the work that I will lay out over the next few episodes or and the work that I've been laying out over the last few years or by enrolling in the academy, you know, you can do the work in a lot of different ways. You can get direct work by enrolling in the academy. And if you're not doing the work, it can be very easy to fall into the trap of judging the beta condition to be something wrong, bad, or otherwise negative, because that is the beta condition. The beta condition is a judgment platform. And this, of course, has to do with all the connotations around alpha male and beta male, which has nothing to do with what I teach. Brothers, you guys know that I am redefining alpha male and beta male through states of being. It has nothing to do with anything inherent or learned about your personal characteristics. It has nothing to do with your genetics and it has nothing to do with your behavior. It has nothing to do with your personality. I would even go so far as to say that conditioning is an important aspect of the human experience. We rely on conditioning early in our developmental years because the mind is an emerging entity. In fact, mental awareness in general is in a process, a process between conception and birth. It's a process of growth. It's a process of development. We're currently living in a mental plane, a mental awareness field. And when this mental awareness reaches a certain point in its emergence, it will give birth, so to speak, to a new awareness, a spiritual awareness field of vibration and emotion. Now, of course, all these fields, the mental awareness field, the spiritual awareness field, the vibration, all of these fields, and there's more, but all of these awareness fields exist simultaneously. It's only our perception as humans that allows for the transition from one to the other. We really can only experience one at a time, which is the process of evolution, the process of growth. So conditioning isn't bad. It's not wrong. It is required for us to have a human experience. Remember, our purpose in form is complete because we are a fulfilled result. Our purpose in energy is to observe, to learn, to grow, to love, and then we just return home to the source. We just go back from where to where we came. It is our conditioning that we are here to observe. We are here to learn about what we are and what we are not so that we can grow and bond electromagnetically with other beings. And this electromagnetic bonding is love. You see, there is a part of you that is defined, a part of you that is consistent and transmitting. This is your life force. This is your alpha state. And there is another part of you that is equally you, it is also a part of the totality of who you are that is open inconsistent, and receiving. This is where we are given the opportunity to learn, grow, and love. So when we come into the world, we have parts of us that are defined, consistent, and transmitting. You know, this is our life force, but we also have parts of us that we're here to learn from, that we're here to grow from, and that we're here to electromagnetically bond with others to love. And it is here that we can find wisdom. Wisdom of the not-self, wisdom of the other, and wisdom of the world. The mind in its emergence or development as a learning machine will oscillate back and forth between self-sacrificing and self-expressing paradigms, building and assimilating as it evolves. As long as the mind is in this emergent state of development, it is looking outward, it is locked in fear, and it is convinced of scarcity. Now, at the same time, the mind looks inward 
because the mind is a two-way oculus. It looks out into the world and it looks into the energy body, to the true self. When it looks inward, it sees both the definition and the openness. It sees the the transmitting life force, right, the defined part of the self, and it sees the receiving potential for wisdom, which is the open part of the self. However, the mind doesn't understand openness, right, brother? Like the mind doesn't understand this. It sees the definition and is uninterested in that because there is a transmitting of vibration and it is known. It sees it and it says, yes, I recognize that. The mind is unconcerned with what is known. When the mind looks at the openness, It doesn't see the potential to be wise. It only sees what is open, what is receiving, and what is unknown. And this is where the conditioning begins, because the mind would rather create a false image or artificial story than simply allow for a function of not knowing. It'll create stories that are lies in order to know, but this is false knowledge. It would rather create a story that develops suffering within you than just allow for a not knowing. And it is not self-knowledge, brother. It is not self-knowledge, which is no knowledge at all. The conditioning begins here. And at a very young age, when the mind begins to create these stories about what it sees as openness within us and doesn't understand as a function of wisdom. Remember, the emerging mind is looking both ways, outward and inward, to learn, to grow, and to love. It is afraid because it doesn't understand. It's afraid and it's lost like a child in the mall. It looks at the world and it sees scarcity and lack. And then it looks inward for answers and it sees openness and unknown. So it makes up stories to protect the avatar, to protect itself, to protect your body and itself. This then becomes your identity. But it isn't you. It isn't who you really are. It's just the story that you tell yourself about who you are. It is just a series of stories that the mind puts together in order to be safe from what it doesn't understand. And of course, this leads to confusion because it conditions you into being someone or something you are not. Your mind tells you a story. Your alpha state knows that it's a story. Your alpha state knows that it's a false story. And so you develop inner and outer confusion. Now, the first step any human must take on their journey of self-discovery is to know that you are confused because of your conditioning. You're confused and conditioned. And most humans will live their entire lives and never admit that, brother, never admit that. Most humans will just live there in a state of conscious or unconscious hope that over time, there will be some kind of clarity, right? Some kind of information or knowledge or loophole through which understanding will arrive. Confusion will come to an end. As a result, people are hesitant to admit that they are confused. People will not admit They are confused. They will not admit that they're conditioned. They'll not admit to anything. They're not greedy. They're not angry. They're not bitter. They're not frustrated or whatever. There is never a surrendering to the inner vibration. Instead, there's always avoidance. There's always excuses. There's always reasons and explanations. There's always stories that the mind comes up with to protect, but to know, to say and to know, I am confused. I am conditioned to be something I am not. This is one of the most important things to acknowledge to yourself. And it is the first step any man who is serious about self-discovery must take. And look, you're not alone, my friend. We are all confused. We're all confused. The source of our confusion is our conditioning. The source of this confusion is the opposition between what is what is actually happening right now, where you are in space and time, and what you've been conditioned should be. So we have this idea that what we should be is better than what we are. 
that where we should be is better than where we are. And it creates confusion. It's not a sign of weakness to admit that you are confused because you've been living in a life of conditioning. In fact, it is a movement into the path of enlightenment. It is a catalyst that ignites the fire of self-discovery to know for yourself, not at the behest of an outer authority, but because you have the courage to look within and face yourself, that you are confused is a really extraordinarily difficult thing, and it is the mark of a warrior. Now, I say warrior, of course, in a very nerdy way, I would say it's the mark of a Jedi, right? It's the mark of someone who's taking the path of self-discovery. So that is the first thing, to know and admit that you are confused and that you are confused because of your conditioning. And I want to mention again that confusion and conditioning are not bad things. It's not a bad thing to be so. They're simply states of development. Confusion it alerts you to your conditioning. And that is a state of development that is a milestone or a benchmark on the human experience. Now, what happens when you are confused? What do you do when you admit confusion due to conditioning? When beginning this journey of self-discovery, what do most people do? Well, they decide to become unconfused, right? It's like, okay, now I recognize I'm confused. So now I must become unconfused. Now, listen to this, brother, because I just said it earlier. There's what is, and there's what your mind thinks should be. So the moment you recognize you're confused, you step right back into confusion by telling yourself that you should be unconfused. You understand that? Listen to here, because this is a loop that the mind runs us in in order to retain its authority. This is what the mind does. When the mind decides to become unconfused, it knows that any endeavor to become unconfused is still a process of perpetuating confusion. You understand that? You may have experienced this yourself, and maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast now. When a confused mind makes an effort to become unconfused by definition of conditioning and confusion, that very effort is the outcome of confusion. So stay with me and you're going to see what I mean. Whatever the mind does, whatever we do, whatever activity, whatever pursuit we take up, whatever activity we involve ourselves in, even outwardly, whatever religion we attach ourselves to for safety and clarity, whatever ideology, political ideology we chase to find community and security, whatever book we read or guru we follow, the mind will maintain a state of confusion because it can't understand the self through the not self. The mind will never find clarity from confusion or detachment from conditioning through external outer authorities. Therefore, everything in the life of this human, of this mind, based on the function of the mind, will be confused due to further conditioning. And this is true of the collective. Our leaders, our spiritual guides, our religions, our governments, our relationships are all in a state of confusion from layers of generations of conditioning. Do you not see this happening in your world? You, we, this is happening in the world, but you can see it happening in your own country. You can probably see it happening in the very community that you live in. At a global and local level, we have all chosen our leaders, our political leaders, our religious leaders, our financial leaders, our personal leaders. We've chosen them out of confusion, and they themselves are confused. We are all conditioned. So we are being conditioned by those who are conditioned. Now, if you really understand what I'm saying, and you understand that any mental action arising out of confusion is still confused, then the first move is to stop all mental movement, which is something that most humans are unwilling to do. Humans want to do. The very first thing that most people say when they come to consultation calls or they come to the academy is, tell me what to do. Tell me what I need to do. 
I need to do something. I need to keep my mind active. I need to think differently or I need to be something different. There's too much attachment to the mind. There's too much attachment to the identity, too much attachment to the stories. And yet the confused mind in action only creates more confusion. A conditioned mind becomes more conditioned by the mental action of engaging with confusion, attaching to the stories and the thoughts. This is the movement. This is the first step after admitting you are confused and conditioned. You must stop all mental action. Here's an analogy. This may make more sense to you. If you find yourself lost in a maze, right? If you find yourself lost in a labyrinth, what do you do? Do you go running around in all directions hoping to find the exit? You just go wild and crazy running in every direction you can find? No, of course not. That would just make you more lost. What you do is you stop. You stop dead still and you begin to observe. You look around. You take inventory of your surroundings. Similarly, when I know and admit that I am conditioned, I don't go and follow a political leader or a medical authority or a religious teacher or a business coach. I don't go running around and asking someone how to fix my conditioning because any answer they give me and I receive will be translated according to what I am already conditioned to thinking. It's, it's already there and therefore it will be no answer at all. Confusion arises between the inner and outer vibration of what is and the mental conditioning of what should be. That is the source of our confusion. There is what is and there is what our mind tells us should be. And I think that this is one of the most difficult things to realize that whenever you are confused, you must stop all mental activity around what should be because you can't stop what is. What is is what is. This is where this is what's happening. This is the circumstance, brother. This is the fact. This is happening. You can't stop that. So in order to stop the confusion, you have to stop the mental activity around what your brain tells you should be, which is in opposition to what is. And I'm not talking about outward activity. I'm not talking that you should stop the movements of the body, right? I'm not saying that you should stop where you are in space and time. I'm not saying that. On the contrary, continue with what you're doing. You know, Go about your day. I'm not saying just stop and lie in bed all day, sit on the couch, meditate, watch TV or whatever. No, go to work, run your business, spend time with your family, hang out with your kids, hang out with your friends. But inwardly, psychologically, you must stop all activity if you're serious about discovering yourself. You must see the necessity of putting to end all the searching, all the pursuit, all the desire to change, all the desire to be something other than what is, because the desire to be something other is the function of an active and conditioned mind. It is only when the conditioned mind abstains from engaging with any thoughts that out of that stopping comes clarity. Now, it is very difficult for a conditioned mind not to seek outwardly, right? You guys know this. It's very difficult for a conditioned mind not to ask an outer authority. It's very difficult for a conditioned mind not to pray or to beseech a higher power. It's very difficult for a conditioned mind not to escape from itself with false pleasures because this is the very source of our conditioning. Our conditioning has conditioned us to go outward, to seek happiness, to seek authority, to seek resolution to problem. So the mind seeking to be free of conditioning is conditioned to seek that external freedom where we only find ourselves more conditioned and more confused. And this, my brother, is the quagmire of the human experience. So I want to offer you that instead of seeking external authorities, simply remain in your confusion and inquire why you are confused. This is the only way you will determine for yourself how confusion arises from a lifetime of conditioning. 
Confusion arises when you do not understand yourself because you are living in a conditioned state, right? We call that the beta condition. This condition is when your thoughts and beliefs are guided and determined by all the outer authorities, by all the priests, by all the politicians, by all the media, by all the self-help books, by all the life coaching gurus, by all the friends, the families, the society, the education, the environment. Contradiction and confusion in myself and in the people that I'm trying to follow arises when there is imitation, when there's homogenization, when there's uniformity. So it is important to know, first of all, if we attempt to clear up confusion in the world and in our communities, it's important to understand that the process of how this confusion arrives in the self. I think Michael Jackson said it, one of the most greatest songs Michael Jackson put out, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. And for that, we must begin with knowing and admitting that we are confused and then stopping all the pursuits of mental activity. It's only then that the mind, through its own understanding of itself, brings about a clarity so that it can be aware of the whole process of what is its own thoughts, motives, and conditioning. This mind becomes very clear, simple, and direct. Now, the question is, is it possible for the mind to stop so that awareness can occur? Can you or I be so mentally still that we can be aware of the whole process of thought, motive, and conditioning? Brother, this is the process of waking up. This is the process of exiting the matrix. And this is exactly what I teach in the academy. Waking up has been hijacked by the media. Waking up is not about becoming aware of social injustices or conforming to the conditioned patterns of the masses and the media. To free yourself from the matrix is not a process of going along with this woke culture, which is simply another form of conditioning, another form of judgments and evaluations and condemnations and approvals. And obviously, this all leads to more cultural confusion because we can see the result of it. To really become aware is a radical process. It's a momentous leap from anything you have experienced before because it releases the mind from its controlling authority, which is to say it releases you from all forms of ideas, stories, labels, and identities that are not and never have been who you really are. Now, this episode is meant to lay the foundation for the three-part series to follow. Brothers, conditioning is not a bad thing. It is a necessary thing so that the mind can emerge through a series of paradigms evolving until it reaches a stage at which it can go no further without emancipating itself from its own illusion of control and authority. This is a stage few people have reached and even fewer have gone further because at this stage there is a conditioning upon conditioning creating confusion and chaos. It's like a hamster wheel, brother. Once you get to this stage, you're now running in circles, right? You're going over and over and over again, trying to discover the conditioning by being something other. And that is the source of conditioning. Now, are you ready to get off the hamster wheel? Are you ready to stop seeking advice from beings who are not you and prepared to dive down the rabbit hole of your inner self? I am not here to give you advice or tell you what to do. I never have been. That is the motive of the religious authorities. That's the motive of the political leaders. That's the motive of the media executive and the action-based coaches. That's not what I do. It's never what I've done. I'm only here to offer you a glimpse of the truth. I'm here to help you help yourself discover the truth of who you are. 
The academy is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not a get-laid-tonight gimmick. It's not a lose 100 pounds in a month program. I'm not selling snake oil here. The academy is a school for humans serious about discovering their true nature and observing their nurture to release themselves from the bonds of conditioning. Most students get results in six to eight months, and those that have been enrolled in for over a year, they don't even recognize their former not-self lives. The academy doesn't alter your routine, my friend. It changes your lifestyle. I said it earlier in a very nerdy way, but you know, kind of the nerd that I am, the academy is more like the Jedi temple. Because once you begin the training, the deeper you go, the more you will discover and you will find that you are either limited in your limitlessness or limitless in your limitedness. Next week, I'm going to introduce the first phase that all new academy students begin with in the 1.0 curriculum, and that is awareness. I invite you to enroll in the academy and begin the journey of self-discovery. For a very short time, all students are required to have a discovery call with me, but that's going to be changing in the future. So when you're ready to begin your journey as a serious man, as a warrior engaged with the task of discovering himself, and I say warrior because, brother, to go within, you will be facing the truth. When you're ready for that, there is a place for you, and you are welcome. Until next week, my friends, elevate your Alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.